0: Well, thanks for joining me today. I've got a guest, Tim, who is going to talk about dramatic improvements that he has had with not only rheumatoid arthritis, but also Lyme disease. So if you or someone has or has suffered with Lyme disease, then this is going to be a very interesting podcast indeed, because he's going to talk about how he was able to use the Patterson program to isolate aspects of his health Or the symptoms of these conditions independently and then work through and be able to get excellent results with both of these serious conditions. So Tim, who's in upstate New York, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Cliff. So I guess I'll just
1: start off. It was back in uh, July of 2015. I woke up while I was visiting my parents and I got this dreaded red bullseye that everybody hears about Lyme disease. And it's like, okay. So then first treatment the CDC recommends is doxycycline, 21 days. And I I did it. And, you know, I didn't think twice about it. I just went on my merry way and like, okay. But then all of a sudden, it's like one day, like my big toe started hurting. And then I'm like going to the doctor, orthopedic surgeon. And he's like, no, you got, you know, you got arthritis. And I'm like, I don't have arthritis. I've never had arthritis. And then it was just kind of like from there, my health fell apart. You know, it's just one, I could go over all that you know, depending on which doctor I went to, urologist i had prostatitis. Or if I went to the general practitioner, it was blood, blood pressure. And it's just like one symptom after, after another. And then it was just kind of like, finally I went, I, I was like, I think I got Lyme, Lyme disease. And so I go back to a, a Lyme doctor and immediately they put me on doxycycline. And I think I was on it for like six months of different you know antibiotics and just kind of like beating my system you know, down with the antibiotics. And I never really, I never really felt better after that, but it was like, well, I was like, okay, my parents were moving in. They were, uh, their health, that's, you know, worse. And I wasn't having to move in. And then it's like one morning I woke up and my, my hands were swollen and I couldn't move my joints. And like, what is this? You know, and, and I always remembered like my grandparents and, you know, actually everybody on my mom's side had joints replaced and, my grandmother would talk about her you know, rheumatoid and, you know, her, you know, so I was like trying to like, what is this? And I go to my Lyme doctor and they do the blood work and they're like, nope, you know, had the blood work and it was like, the RA factors were all negative. So then I'm like, I see your little daughter in the background. Um,
0: well, you look beautiful, honey. I'm just recording an interview, okay? <laughs> you look adorable, honey, okay, but I just need you to go out now. Okay. Bye.
1: <laughs> so I was taken aghast by that because I'm like everything I'm reading and I'm like, you know, those rheumatoid factors should be positive for the symptoms I'm seeing in both this, you know, this, you know, both hands and it's swollen and it's worse in the morning. So then I just start doing research and I'm like, you, you are like a kindred spirit because you know, you were like you used the information from doctors, but you did a lot of a lot of your own research and you're like, so I'm like in that same well, I'm like dig it into the, you know, internet and I'm like you know what acts like rheumatoid arthritis, and but you know the symptoms aren't. You know the, the blood work's not the same, and and I, then I came up with a serratik arthritis, and then one of the symptoms was I'd been battling toenail fungus for like years, and I could never get rid of it, and I'm with all these different herbicides and pesticides, and I can never, you know, other drugs that would like be hard on the liver, and I'm trying, never could get it rid of it, and then they're showing symptoms of it is mimics the psoriasis kind of arthritis mimics, you know, toenail fungus, gives you a little lip at the top. And a lot of people think it's I was like, you know, that was my perfect. I'm like, that's what I have. Cause then once I, you know, I saw that symptom and then I started to look at the fingernails and all the, the ridges and I'm like, I got a arthritis. So then I'm like trying to figure out how to treat that. And I'm like, you know, I go to my general practitioner and he had some sort of like, schooling in rheumatoid arthritis and he wants to be put on the, on these hard level drugs. And I'm like, I don't want to go on these drugs. I'm like, these are like chemo drugs. And I'm like, you know, and then I'm like, I don't know what to do, but then the symptoms are getting worse and they're getting worse. And, you know, I'm like, okay, it's probably food related that I'm like, kind of like restrict my diet and I'm going down to, you know, broccoli and chicken and it's Never get rid of it, and I'm like, God, oh, this sucks because it's just kind of like I can't, you know, find out what's triggering this. But I'm like, I know it's food related. So then, out of sheer, I guess you'd call it desperation, I came across um, fasting, and I'm like, okay, let me try this fasting. And I went on a 21, 21 day water fast, and at the end of the 21 days, I was like, pain free, I was like, okay, this, this is related. And and then at the same time, my wife was like, you know, you, you might look at the GAPS diet because, you know, you might have a leaky gut. And really focusing in on the leaky gut stuff, I started trying the GAPS diet. But then as I'm doing the protein and the fats, it's just like, listen, I wouldn't get better. I would just gradually get worse. And I just could never, you know, I'm talking to like all these people about GAPS diet. and You know, the general consensus is, well... If you're not showing improvements, then you're doing something wrong. I'm like, that's not helping me. You know, it's like <laughs> I need help. Some, you know, one lady was like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, like, she had no yeah. answer for it. She was like, hmm. it's so fat and protein related. And I'm like, this is causing me the problem. And, and then I was like, really focusing in on, you know, I got leaky gut. Okay, I got leaky gut. And then I'm like, I, I start going back to my uh, Lyme doctor because I'm like, you know, I, I really don't know what's going on. And she was an interesting lady. And, you know, at the same time, you know, I did my first stool sample and then it's like, you know, starting to get those results Then, And this was around December of, you know, a year ago. And I came across your website. And of course I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge skeptic. So I'm doing all the research and, you know, seeing what you had to offer and, you know, looking at all the free videos and, you know, the, the naysayers and the, and the positives and, you know, so then I go back to my, Lyme doctor once I get the stool sample results. And, you know, she's just kind of looking at the stool samples and she's like, I've seen worse, but then I compare it to what you were talking about. And it's kind of like, you know, the negative was, you know, out, you know, I had the the bad bacteria. It's like, yeah, some of them are off the charts high. And then my good bacteria was some of, you know, but she was like dismissive because she was like, oh, it's only one or two negative and one or two positive, you know, that are off. But I'm like, no, 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 you're not reading, you know, I'm reading different from an engineer of mine because I'm like, you know, you, you got eight of them and like five of them are just barely within the band just because two of them are out. And she just didn't see it that way. And I'm like, well, what this, you know, this other one is saying non-detectable, but you're not flagging that as, you know, so it's like, I didn't agree with. it, But it was kind of like she was a necessary evil because I needed her to get some of the blood work done. And I needed her to get some of the testing done. So, and then she also did me on the, on the Lyme test again. And she's like, yeah, you're positive for Lyme. And she was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, I recommend you, know, recommend you going back on antibiotics. And I just came across your website then. And uh, you know, I was like torn about should I sign up for it. My wife was like, it's $100. You, know, you don't hesitate to spend $30 on supplements. You got a drawer for supplements. And you don't hesitate. Why are you squabbling over over $100? So I signed up. You were the only one that spoke truth You know, all the symptoms I'm seeing, feeling, they were there. So I'm like, I got to try it. And, you know, it's just like everything you would say, you're, you're going to do it, you know, GI treks. And yeah, my samples came back just what you said. So I started on, you know, down that path. And I didn't want to do the antibiotics again. For everything, you know, I'm reading them. It's like, it's, it's my gut bacteria. I've got to get this healthy, you know? I'm like, and I didn't know how it would end because I'm like, I got this Lyme and my immune system's totally out of whack right now, but I'm like, I need the strength of my gut bacteria. And later on, I'll deal with the Lyme. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but later, you know, I got to get my body healthy. My body is not healthy at the moment. So I went on your your protocol and there was ups and downs. I didn't mind the celery. And the one problem I had is I, I, right now, currently I work in a semiconductor fabrication unit. So I'm you know, during the day when I'm at work, I'm head to toe and gowning, you know, I have the full clean room suit and it's really pain in the ass to go to a bathroom. So, I know
0: exactly what's that like. You know, I used to work <laughs> in the exact same clean room. I used to work in a, a what's the name of it? A, uh, what's the name of those uh, clean rooms where you've got to be complete, like it is, is it a vacuum sealed where you go through two doors and you get changed yes. in the middle? Yeah. I used to work in the exact yeah. same environment. We used to make fiber optic, uh, filters and we used to okay. use laser beams to uh to put these wavelength splitting filters into these fiber optics so i understand that these are pain in the ass you get it takes you three or four minutes to get dressed and three or four minutes to get undressed so you don't want to be going to and from too much and it was
1: like to get to where i needed to work it was like from my time i got to the gowning it would take a half an hour to get the machine and it go to the bathroom so it was like a half an hour, 45 minute cycle and i'm like the juicing kind of became a problem for that so i was like I really need to regulate my fluids before I go to work, you know, but then I don't really want to heavily, you know. So the system I ended up coming into was I'd start out the morning and I'd do my big juicing in the morning. And then I was sensitive to the matter. Like I didn't want to immediately eat because, you know, I'm reading, like I want to make sure my acid, stomach acid was at the peak performance before I ate any of your, 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 the greens or, or, or the buckwheat. So I'd always wait usually about an hour, until I could start passing the fluid, and then like, okay, the fluids are out of my system. Now I can eat. And then what I got into, the, so I got into that kind of habit was, you know, drink my drink, wait an hour, an hour and a half, eat my, you know, eat my meal, and then I was always doing that kind of intermittent fasting, where I'd have a morning meal and nighttime meal. So trying to keep it twelve hours apart, just trying to everything. I, you know, I'm like pulling information all over the web, like, okay, what is going to work for me? So that's kind of generally the basis that I got into the, the morning juicing meal. And when I came into that, you know, come up with another tidbit was supplementing with acid. So I came across, you know, it was like you take, I think it was something on the internet. You take some baking soda and you take a certain, and then you time how long it would take you to burp or something. You know, it was like, and if, if you didn't do it within five minutes, you were low on stomach acid. And then it's like, oh well, you start dosing yourself until you feel the heartburn, and you know, kind of go plump. I was like off the charts, like low on, on stomach acid. So I, I kind of even hesitate to tell you how many, you know, milligrams I was taking because I don't want to, pe- you know, leave people down. But it was a handful.
0: Right, but you were taking the supplements of betaine hydrochloride, which is easily exactly. available online, and we have to watch that we don't get ones that contain papain, which is like. Pig's thyroid or something, but you, a lot of them come with papain, a digestive enzyme <laughs> right. for proteins. I mean, you know, the net benefit of of taking it's still probably going to be there. But uh, if anyone's you know strict about these things, like I like to be, you can get just betaine hydrochloride right. without the without the right. papain. Yeah.
1: So then you know, I, so I you know I take. A, you know when I was eating, I'd take a supplement. You know those hydrochloric acid supplements, and then I would take a digestive enzymes, and then the other one uh, is from the pineapple, the beta bromelain. Bromelain. So I had this kind of system. I you know I was like, at the time I'm eating, got this handful of pills, and I'm eating, and I got I got to the point where if I didn't do it, I could actually feel the results. You know it was like if I if I missed, you know it was like generally twenty four to thirty six hours later, the symptoms started coming in. And it would take five days for those symptoms to clear. So wow. did I have to do everything right? I had to be perfect when timing and it just really sucked because I'm like, you know, it just, I had to be so regimented. And then, so I, I'm like sitting on your diet and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm on the baseline meal and i am be like trying everything. Okay. Miso reacted to it. Hmm. You know, it's going down the list. Uh, papaya reacted to it. <laughs> I'm reacting to everything. I just didn't get a break. I take that back. I did broccoli and uh, cauliflower. I'm like, okay, that's helping me. But that was the only thing. And the the system was, you know, I'd try it, I'd react it, I'd have to fake, fake five days to clear. And it was just slow and, you know, just kind of like going along. But, you know, everywhere you're along, you know, I kept hearing your voice, like, you're just expecting 1% improvement, just hope for 1% improvement. And I generally was getting better, you know, just generally getting better. And, You know, it was like six months, I had my GI tract done again, and everything was better. My bad bacteria was basically all back of it within. My good bacteria was still a little weak, but I'm like, I think you had went, you know, discussing that before, and you basically have to kill off the bad before the good can grow out of that. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, Clint's right again. I'm progressing. You know, my body's reacting to everything that you've said it's going to, just taking slow time. You know, but the problem is I'm just on that baseline meal. And mm. it just, like, mm. slowed away and just, like, oh, my God, this sucks. You know, I, sure. it's like anything. Everything I tried, you know, my, my family would try the papaya, and they hated it. And I'm like, I tried it. And I just wish I could have this. You know? But I reacted to it. So I was like, okay, just doing the baseline and just getting no relief. But generally, I'm getting better, slightly better, slightly better. But then it reached the point where I'm like, I baselined. And it was like I'm not really proven, you know, and I'm just kinda like, now what do I do? And that's when I was like going back to my doctor and they're like, we need to look at the line now, you know, because it was like I was healthy as I could be because I'd get up in the morning, I'd have my rheumatoid arthritis just in my hands, and I'd basically have that effect until 10 a.m., twelve, and then I would go normal. And you know, I was like, okay, this is better than I was, you know, six months to eight months ago, but you know, still not where I should be. And this was kind of my life. And it almost kind of, I wouldn't say cause, you know, I disconnected from my family because it was at 10 o'clock at night, I'm feeling no pain. And I'm like, you know, I'm wanting to stay up later because I'm living my life. I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up. And first thing I do is wake up. I'm in pain, (laughs) you know, just start that, you know, cicada cycling. You know, it's like pain in the morning. I'm great at night. So my, my days started to shift just because of, you know, out of comfort. But ultimately, you know, I'm back at the Lyme doctor. I'm like, what do we do? And she was still kind of like, antibiotics. And I'm like, no, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, I was like, because then it just wipes out everything I've done for lesbians." And I'm like, I'm back to a square one. And the blessing in disguise was she left the office, you know, my, the one that I was working with. So then I was like, okay, it, the Stram Center was the, the business I was going to. And they were very sensitive into Lyme. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go Dr. strom because he's not going to leave. If he leaves, the business is going to close. So luckily I got an appointment with him and it was about four months, four weeks later, you know, I got in with him and then he was like, okay, so I see that you don't want to do antibiotics. And I'm like, no, I want to do everything natural. You know, I want to do herbs, spices or whatever, you know, I want to protect my gut. I'm like, I really think, you know, I was just adamant, like this gut bacteria is like what got me into this mess. And I'm like, you know, I really want to say if my gut bacteria was healthy, maybe I wouldn't have got Lyme the way I did. You know, all these other symptoms, you know, you know, I was always sensitive to gluten, you know, it's like my history, my, you know, it's like I just traced every back, everything back to my gut bacteria. So then he come up with, he was like this new drug that's out there and it's called disulfurin. And it's actually called um, anti-abuse. So it's the drug that they give to uh, alcoholics. What it causes is you give an alcoholic this drug, and if he touches any sort of alcohol, he'll have like a wicked headache. But the quirk of it is, all these research scientists went out there and they tested hundreds of drugs and it had a huge effect online. So it was like four times more effective, actually 10 times more effective than doxy of treating Lyme. It's like, what do you, what do you want to do? It was like, I want to try it. Cause I don't think anyway. And it doesn't, you know, compromise my stomach bacteria cause it's not an antibiotic. And the best part about it is I went on that drug and immediately, you know, I'm like, wait, something, something's changed and I could feel it in my system. I was like, I wasn't quite as reactive, you know? And I was like, so it's kind of like um, going along I took it for eight weeks and then I could just feel my immune system was like not quite as sensitive. You know, if I'd make one of those little indiscretions, I wasn't paying for it like I knew. So I knew something was different. And then just by a cork of that, I ended up wrenching my neck and I had to go to the doctor's office and he gave me uh, the prednisone, just a small, you know, to treat that. So I took those for three days. And the funny thing is, I guess it would be the steroid in it. Turned off my immune system. So immediately all my symptoms went away. And sure. I didn't say went away. I, I kind of was, it told my immune system to calm down. Like, you know, the threat is over. You know, the Lyme is dead. You know, so it's kind of like, and I would still wake up in the morning and I would have just slight like rheumatoid effects. Or I, I call it rheumatoid, even though it's not, you know, it's the, um, and I, so I know my, you know, symptoms are still out there, but it's like it's drastic reduced the best part about your program was i could never have gotten down to some of the you know i'm treating you know rheumatoid or am i treating lyme disease and it's kind of you get these two mystery de- diseases and they're kind of like adding and fighting at the same time and it's kind of like without your program and i hadn't cleaned up my diet you know i would have never known which was you know because it's like to combat one you can, you know you if i treated lyme the way Normal doctors went to. They went here with the antibiotics, you know, to set me back. So I was stuck, you know. But it was kind of like using your protocol was the only mechanism that could kind of get me down to the end. Like I got my body healthy, and then I, it it, you know, it came up with this treatment that now, okay, the body could fight off the Lyme. Okay, now my Lyme is kind of gone away. Now I'm just best bat, left back to this, you know, rheumatoid immune response. You know, just subtle responses. So I know I still haven't got out of the ballpark. I just actually did another GI map to find out, okay, where am I sitting on my GI map to find out, you know, where am I sitting on the good bacteria? And then I wake up in the morning, kind of first thing I feel, two minutes of slight pain. You know, I'm still here, you know. But in some way, it's such a blessing too, because starting back on your program, I weighed 265 pounds. Now I weigh 160 pounds. So I lost hundred pounds, you know, it's kind of like, this was like life changing, you know, it was kind of like, I'm telling my son, I'm like, you know, I ran a mile just the other day, you know, it's like, I'm going to run a seven minute mile here, you know, you know, so that's like one of my goals, just, you know, I want to eat healthy, you know, I want to be more physically fit. And it was all using your program because it's just kind of like doing all of this, you as a patient, you have to be like your biggest advocate, you know, it's like, you, you know, each doctor is going to have their modality that they just focus on. My Lyme doctor was always focused on Lyme. You know, my urologist was focused on my, you know, prostatitis. But, you know, I can never, in my business, I'm an engineer that does a lot of troubleshooting on high-tech equipment. And it was kind of like, you know, does the symptoms fit the problem? And really what was masking it, because I had the two problems and they overlapped, it was made a very difficult. I'm
0: sitting here rambling. No, no, not rambling at all. I haven't said too much because it's been so fascinating and you're such a good uh, storyteller that uh, I was drawn in and didn't see the need <laughs> to interrupt. A couple of questions and I'll play devil's advocate here for people who are listening to this and, uh, and, and wanting to know more. Uh, first of all, can you tell us uh, specifically, just, uh, just spend one minute or so, just clarifying exactly what medication it is that you took for the Lyme. Give us the, the sort of the colloquial name and also the brand name. How, what dosage you took, how often, and for how long? So doxy was the big one. That's
1: kind of like the, um, and I know I was on it for about eight months.
0: Uh, not the doxycycline. We all know that one because uh, that's the one that actually destroyed my gut. I took doxycycline for five years for acne, and then I took it again for uh, about three months prior to going to the Middle East and developed a rheumatoid shortly after getting back right. from the Middle East. So we know, we know that one. I'm talking about the one that was actually taken, that the remission state, the uh, alcoholics take. That was the one that seemed oh. to shift the bar for you.
1: It's called disulfurant. It, originally, it was used to um, vulcanize rubber back in like the 50s. So it's kind of like something in the industrial world. Um, the problem was, is that then all of a sudden they, they were, the workers at the fa- uh, fabrication, you know, started having problems with alcohol. So then all of a sudden the, the scientists started researching it. So then they actually kind of dual purpose. They're like, wait, this is a treatment now for alcoholics. You know, we can use this as a drug to treat alcoholics because, you know, if they take the pill, they want to stay from alcohol because they get wicked hangovers. And, I was familiar with it because I was in the Navy. If you had any sort of alcohol incident, the Navy would put you on this drug because they're like, we're not playing around with you. We don't want personnel problems. Take this drug. So I was familiar with it when he mentioned it. And it's it's one that you have to, here in the Northeast, it's in high demand. I had a hard time finding it because none, it's not in high demand, usually because not, there's not a lot of alcoholics running around in the world. So it's very, you know, um, so, I had to go down to the point where I'm calling pharmacy to pharmacy, like, do you, do you have pills? I want your pills Can I, you know? And I'm like driving around, you know, within 100 miles to get these pills. But I was desperate. I'm like, I got to try this because it's my only mechanism to keep my bacteria and my gut healthy and combat this line. So, it, it's kind of like it's a buildup. And it's one of these drugs that, you know, you have to take like one 250 milligrams one day, wait a day, take it to another. And you're kind of oscillating, building up. You know, and the next week you take it every day and the next week you take two in, two in one day. So it's a gradual buildup. It took me a month to build up to the, the, the final dose of 500 milligrams. And, okay. and the same thing, it's like when you, t- when you get off, you taper it off. But it was such a godsend because I don't, I was in this Pandora's box. I'm like, you know, I'm like, how do I defeat Lyme without killing my stomach bacteria? And then I was like, <sighs> mm. I came along. And I'm so thankful a year ago when I didn't go with the doctor's agreement, like, I'm going to put you back on antibiotics. And she was like, what's your plan? I'm like, I'll tell you that when I get to the end. I don't have a plan right now, but right now I need healthy. You know, I need to get my healthy, And that's all I can say. But And it was a godsend. This drug came into my life.
0: And are you still taking it or are you off it? And how are your Lyme markers now?
1: So I'm off of it. My Lyme markers are gone.
0: That's freaking incredible, isn't it? And
1: so I'm like sending out. Actually, this morning before I had this art, uh, you know, interview with you, I'm sending out to local editors to newspapers, like, yeah. and this these. It's chronic. I'm like, you got to publish something about this disulfiram because, you know, I'm in the Lyme world and I hadn't even heard of it. But I'm like, get it out there. It's cheap. You know, it's like a month's worth of pills.
0: It's like ten bucks. You know, it's like. <laughs> you just you know, to what extent do you think that your dietary efforts? helped with getting the disulfurans result? Or do you think that someone who could just be eating a, a crappy Western diet, take this drug and get results like you do? What, just, I mean, I know it's just a guess, but what are your thoughts on it? So I'm, I'm
1: reading into some of the doctor's results. So he's had like 60 peoples on his test cycle and he's put in uh, 70% of the people he's put it into remission. Wow. It's high, You know, high to me, that's like catastrophically like yeah. great results, you know. And I just wonder, I'm like, is it diet related? Because it's like part of the Lyme doctrine is you have to clean up your diet. You have to get out of the gluten. You have to get out of the dairy, which is very similar to a lot of the Patterson, you know, that you recommend. So I know there's people out there that are more strict about that. So, you know, without looking at all the mm. records, I'm like, well, is that the reason that people are, you know, getting their diets, getting their bodies more, you know, removing the stress from the immune system, and that, you know, if all the sixty people, would the number skew, you know? So, you know, I think it's heavily in the diet. Mm. Right now, my world is all about diet.
0: Well, we know that disease-modifying drugs for rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, and also biologic drugs, Um, so if we're talking about methotrexate, sulfasalazine, these sort of drugs, Plaquenil, and then all your biologic range, the effectiveness of these drugs is influenced by the quality of the microbiome. So there are papers on that. I mean, we know that the microbiome is one of the variables as to how the drug will perform. So you cannot have a downside for having a better, healthy gut, and we should all be working on being the healthiest possible version of ourselves regardless of as if we're on meds or not on meds, because right. it, even, it even helps the meds work better. Yes, I I agree 100%. Right. So do you think that Lyme disease was having an impact on your rheumatoid arthritis? And and here's a better question. Do you think you developed the rheumatoid or psoriatic arthritis symptoms because you took the antibiotics for Lyme?
1: I believe if I look at my immune system as a whole, that a Lyme was a portion about, you know, it's in the background and it's tickling, you know, it's tickling my immune system. So it's kind of already put my immune system on edge. And at the same time, you know, it's like, it's almost like in my immune system, it's almost like cumulatively you know, lime was adding a certain portion. My diet was adding a certain portion and I had to like, You know, use that metaphor, had to start peeling away the onion to just find out, you know, to tell my immune system to calm down, relax, 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 you know, go Mm. to sleep. But so I do believe if my immune system, and this is me, I'm not a medical expert, but I believe if I would have had a healthy immune system and I would have had. A fully functioning bacteria in my are not back, my bacteria in my stomach. My hydrochloric acid, you know, because your your stomach acid is just kind of like a chemical filter. You know, it's a biological filter. You know, bad stuff stays out because you kill it going through the stomach. And you know, if, if I had had all those things running, I would have probably been one of those people that maybe does a short course of antibiotics and the Lyme would go away, you know, or I'd have never got, you know, I would have never progressed into this chronic Lyme portion that, you know, is so detrimental to some people up here in the Northeast, you know, it's because they're like, and the medical experts are kind of dismissive about, oh, there is no such thing as a chronic Lyme, but there's like, there's enough people to get it. So it's like, why does one people get cured by 21 days of antibiotics and other people lifelong effect just, just decimates their life. I believe it's because I had that compromised immunity. My stomach wasn't up to, you know, so it's Mm kind of like everything kind of my lifestyle put me in that mess that I was in. And actually that was one of the thing you had a young gentleman. And I believe he was in the Notre Dame. He was becoming a priest and he Uh, was talking. Yeah. um, Gabriel. Gabriel. One of the things he kind of was saying, one of that was acceptance, kind of like his cured, you know, until he accepted it. And it was like, That always stuck with me. And I kind of would wake up every day and I was like, I got myself into this. You know, it's like, you know, it's kind of, I, I accept what God's doing to me because there's purpose. And once there was purpose to this, you know, then it was more acceptable because I'm like, God's got a purpose into this and, Mm. you know, praying about it. And he he was, I'd be like this thorn that you put in my life. And it's why is this here? More acceptance because it's like without that thorn you wouldn't have cured yourself. You know, you wouldn't have eaten better. You you wouldn't take care of yourself. So that's why now, even though my Lyme symptoms are gone away and I still have that slight, you know, arthritic, I'm like, it's totally acceptable because I know deep down if the symptoms would go away within a year, I'd weigh 265 pounds again. So it's kind of like, you know, God's got the gun in my head. Like, don't screw it up again, you know. So it makes it much more acceptable knowing like all this was purpose you know like ah, this makes sense you know it's like you know five years ago I'm at the doctor's office for the Lyme and I just wanted a pill I just wanted a pill give me a pill you know give me four pills I'll take whatever pills okay I'll quit eating gluten you know okay but you know five years later I'm 100 pounds lighter you know my bacteria in my stomach are much stronger I'm a different person you know and that's where I can't, you know, toot your horn enough. It's all because of the Pattison program, you know, it kind of got me there to the point where now I could, you know, eradicate mine. You know, now I could just, now I can just, instead of fighting two battles, now I can just go back to, okay, where's my stomach? This became the gel cell. You know, I'm doing all the research. I'm listening to podcasts and any sort of pull in about the immunity. You know, one guy was like talking about all the different ways that, you know, increase your bacteria and it's like, Oh, start using cold starches, you know, kind of like, Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember uh, that might've been with Dr. Horolak. Uh, he's a gut yes. microbiome expert. And he talked about, you know, the reheating of foods and, and letting them cool down and all sorts of interesting stuff. Yeah. So,
1: you know, I'm at the, Pat- uh, the uh, Stam Center. And I'm talking to a you know, nutritionist, and she was like talking about a bacteria or a ba- uh, potato. Like, oh, you should incorporate a cold bacteria uh, potato. And I'm like sitting there and I go rambling on this because I knew the background of what this guy had t- and it was like, totally over her head. She had no clue why. She just, somebody had told her it was a good idea. And here I'm sitting with this you know, young lady. I'm like, I got more information than you do about some of this stuff. <laughs> I'm paying you 70 bucks. So I'm like, <laughs> But it was my job because it's like, who's going to take, you know, you've got to be your greatest advocate because I'm like, everybody's got their own slide of view, but it's like, I'm the one living in spotty. I know you know, at the time I just wanted to have a cold p- potato, but I couldn't because I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to have cold <laughs> potatoes just because I'm like, I can, and it doesn't cause me five days of pain. So that's the best part. Now it's like, Miso, I can finally have miso, you know. <laughs> so it's like I'm back to your list and you know I'm like it took me a year to get off the stage one, you know, but now I'm looking at all those, okay, stage two, what can I add? And I'm like, oh my God, this has been such a long process, but
0: man, oh can I relate everything everything you've said I can relate to so much. You know, we're both engineers. I did a, a laser physics degree, optoelectronics, and I went into that field for five years. It took me a year to get off baseline, just like you. Um, it felt like it was just failure after failure, and and like I just felt like, you know, I had to basically adopt it as my life's mission to try and get well before I actually got the results. You know, it, just just trying to do it even 99% wasn't enough. It's just you have to be all into the point of obsession almost. And, uh, and I can that's why I, you know, I've been sitting back and listening so uh, quietly throughout everything you've been saying because it's just been so fascinating to me. And what I want to ask you is um, uh, before I just then just pick your brains for a few quick tips from you. You know, as a physicist and someone who's got an engineering mind, how has this felt in terms of satisfaction or interest levels or in terms of a project? How's it felt as a person and as a, as a personal development project to go through this process in a way that was almost forced upon you? You didn't ask for this disease. You didn't ask for these problems. I mean, is there an element of you that has changed? Are you, do you feel like somewhat enlightened or is there a way that you would describe how you feel about having been through this journey? from a positive viewpoint and as a personal development viewpoint?
1: Hugely from a personal development because it's kind of, we have a farm here and, you know, we had, we raise our sheep and we have animals and, and always along the line, I had, to, I had an engineer's mind. Cause I was like, everything has to have a function. It's like, if it doesn't have a function, why is it on my farm? So I'm like, Oh, we had the sheep because we're, you know, we're going to eat it or we're going to sell it. You know, everything had to have function. You know, I'm like, and I wouldn't say there was no joy. My joy was, you know, trying to make this all stuff work. You know, it was kind of like, sheep, sheep's sick. How do I fix it? You know, the tractor's not, you know, how do I fix it? So I was kind of, you know, everything, I was a very practical mind. And then kind of going along this way and I'm just like, you know, in this, my, my foot was nailed to the floor in this one year, eating the baseline, eating the baseline, could never get out of it, you know, just circle, circle. And, and my, my wife's like, you know, I really hope you figure out what God's trying to teach you because this is really sucks right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what he's trying to teach me, but I'll let you know if I figure it out. And then I think the point was Lyme has just devastated me all. My wife got Lyme too. So she had to deal with Lyme too. And then, you know, our beloved golden retriever in the family it came down with Lyme. and by the time we knew it had Lyme it was in kidney failure and and we lost her too much you know as much as I tried and we tried to fix her she she passed away and it was devastating because I lo- that was like the one dog I never tried to tr- control or change you know I just loved that dog and it was kind of like it was the point where I was like that dog had no function on the, on this farm it was like it, it was just purely love. you know it wasn't a good guard dog because it would just you know basically pee if anybody came in because i was so happy to you know it just showed unconditional love to anybody you know so it was like that's all that dog had was love and it was just kind of like from a personal perspective i'm like wow maybe there's more to life than just function you know it's like and it was kind of like almost a shifting in my personality because it was kind of like wait love is so important you know I was like you know you always hear about the golden rule the golden rule and I was like and God kind of winked at me when he told me about the golden rule through a golden receiver golden retriever so I'm like this golden retriever showed me what the golden rule was and it's all about love and it was just kind of like such a dramatic shift in, you know that mind body and then the spirit was shifted on this kind of like all of this kind of came at the same time as the Lyme treatment the disulfurin came into the world and I'm just kind of like looking at people in a more, you know, how can I show them love on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. And I think that was the end, you know, and everything just kind of like got better. You know, like I said, five years ago, when I'm just wanting a pill from the doctor to make my Lyme go away to what I am today is just totally different.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a transformation that uh, is, you know, is beautiful in some ways. I mean, to be talking about wanting to show people more love um, you know God's working through you in that way, and uh, you may never have, you know, may never have gotten to this level of, of, I want to say, um, you know, wholesomeness if you hadn't yeah. have had this experience. So oh, totally. we have to find no. these wonderful good things in in these horrible experiences. I mean, there's a lesson in every suffering.
1: And some of it, it's like you know, kind of ironic that you know it's coming to Christmas season with the Christmas story of the why I was battling this rheumatoid arthritis and and my parents came to live with me for about a year and I got to see, you know, I'd been, when I turned 18, I went to join the military and I really haven't been home since except for visits. But, you know, I kind of jokingly back then, I kind of was like, oh, this is like a Christmas story because with my parents with me, I could see the past, the present and the future, what they became. And I was like, I was kind of shocked that, you know, because my dad was dealing with cancer and he was pretty much um, terminal with the cancer And my mom was his caregiver. And the part that was really ugly that I got to see is um, he was on a lot of painkillers and she got into his painkillers. So while they were here, I had to be the good son and try to take painkillers away from my mom. And I found out how strong, you know, addictions can just override love. But at the same time, all this is going on, you know, I'm like, if I don't change, that's what I'm going to become. You know, I'm like, I got to find a way to change or I'm going to be those bitter two that are in my house now you know so it's kind of like it was a progression you know it's kind of like I got to see the past I got to see the future and it was just so ugly and then I'm like still in this health crisis you know it's like every day of my life I'm waking up in pain and it was just chronic pain but it was just kind of like finally you know the last month or two everything just kind of broke you know the line went away my dog I don't want to know, the, the good thing is my dog died but it was kind of like put into my face like love you know love is just so important you know Mm. everybody's like you've changed and i'm like i hope it sticks too
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow well this has been absolutely fascinating i think that you should continue to to push forward with your uh, goals to try and teach more people or um, reach out to more people about the potential of that particular medication You know, given that it's had such great results for yourself, and it seems like you're quoting from medically published journals the results that it's had for other people with Lyme. So, you know, I'm really pleased that you've been able to share that on this platform. And, you know, whilst we might get some comments from people, you know, as you mentioned before, there are some people, the naysayers, but there might be some people who have Lyme. And this information that we've just, or you've just shared today, could be life changing. So, I'm really excited to get feedback on this. I want anyone with Lyme who watches this to, to give us feedback and tell us if, they're, uh, if they've been able to source some of the uh, disulfurin and whether or not it's worked for them, if their doctor believes that it's a suitable medication, of course, for them. Because I want to develop a little bit of a, a discussion around this and see if we can find out if this is going to be suitable for, for a lot more people. And then just to wrap up, I was wondering if there are anything... Any, any uh, problems uh, along the way that, that you had on a micro scale uh, going through this process that you were able to, to solve that you might be able to share to help people? Something on a much smaller scale, maybe, you know, the way that you were, reheated the foods or the way that you played the mind games of sticking with the program, anything that you think might help in case, uh, you know, we haven't covered it yet.
1: You know, it's just every day I had to, you know, I had to hear your voice in my head like, you just want 1%. You just want 1%. And that was just kind of like, you know, and every day I'm looking at your your menu that you had like baseline and the different foods and different groups. And they would be like, I wish I could be on phase two. But then it's like, you're just looking for one. You know, it's kind of like coaching myself 1%, 1%. And really that kind of like just being happy with that little bit of extra, you know, it's like, you know, you kept saying this is a long March, you know, this is, could be one to two years before you fix yourself. Mm-hmm kind of like it's hard you know it's really hard when you just wake up in the morning and you you're in pain you know it's like you know it's like you can't even see the sunrise before you feel the pain (laughs) you know it's just but i had to keep hearing your voice one percent one percent and just keep pushing through you know it's like you know it's like do i feel better than i did yes okay keep pushing through Yeah. so that micro micro you know just kind of like don't have one Held expectations of how you know
0: fast this you know is going to be, and it just takes a long time. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's great to reiterate that. And you know, it, we didn't get sick in a short period of time, and uh, the body took many, many years to develop the problem. So it's obviously going to take time to unravel and and reverse a lot of these problems. And uh, you know, I'm glad that that stuck in your mind because it was my experience. You know, I and that's what I stuck to. I just like if I can be one percent better in a month that's enough because eventually I'll get there, right? It's cumulative, these 1%. So uh, we'll get there in the end. But you you
1: had to do it even, you had nobody to coach you at the time. You were kind of flying blind at that time, just by gut and what you, you know, at least I could be like, well, Clint did it this way and he has all this support, you know, at least, I, I guess sometimes, you know, when, when you're developing things, it, it's always quicker and easier to be number two in the race. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, a guy who's first, it takes the longest because he's out there where nobody's leading him. So you were the trendsetter. Now we're all just following you.
0: Yeah. Well, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> it took a long lot longer than it should have. And, um, you know, I wish I had have known what I know now because it would have saved me a lot of cartilage in my left knee um, yeah. and it would have saved me cartilage in my left and right elbow. So, but hey, look, you know, we talk about, you know, God's mission in our life and stuff. And I wouldn't swap the cartilage for the impact that I feel that we've been able to have as a community and share this information. So my elbow's working okay enough for me to lift weights at the gym that I want to lift. Right. And, and so, you know, life goes on. We know we move forward and we, we just take our blessings and, and work with the challenges and look for our 1% and, and uh, all the things we talked about. So, you know, there we go. So, I just want to thank you for sharing this. This has been fascinating for me uh, i 've learned today some things too. I, you know Lyme is not my specialty i don 't claim to have a solution or, or expertise in that area so it 's been totally fascinating and, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know i 'm obviously sorry to hear about uh, your experience and, and the loss of your most beloved pet and uh, your, your wife got sick with it as well so just before we close, can you identify a moment in which you feel that you were bitten by a tick, or do you feel that there was a, a causative moment?
1: It was unknown. It just one day I'm back back visiting my phone, you know parents five years ago, and I, I got the bullseye. No clue of when it happened. Never saw a tick. Just caught me off guard.
0: Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm, It just happened. Sure, some people would be wondering about that as well.
1: Okay. But if anybody does, you know, if they contact you and want any sort of information, you, you have my contact, to send them my way. I, I, I'm totally willing to help talk, you know, steer them, you know, give them anything else or talk, you know, coach. Your, I, I, this morning, I'm sending out letters to the local newspapers, to the editors, like, you got to put something out into the newspapers about this treatment. You know, it's like mm. it's chronic here. You know, it's like mm. we need help. People are in pain. We need to help them. So we'll see what happens
0: yeah fabulous thank you for that generosity yeah what we'll do is contact me info at pattersonprogram.com uh send through questions if you have about this episode anything you might want to ask tim and uh, i'll forward them on uh to his Great. email address so that we keep his personal details private uh, but you will be able to to reach and get get to him that way so tim thank you so much as i said fascinating discussion here and uh it's just been a pleasure to have you on Thanks, Glenn. God bless. Talk to you later.
1: You've been listening to The Patterson Program. For more information, visit pattersonprogram.com.